Welcome to the Spurs Cast. Welcome to the Spurs Cast. Congratulations, you have arrived at episode 457 of the Spurs Cast, the original San Antonio Spurs radio show and podcast, brought to you, of course, by ProjectSpurs.com. I am your host, Ryan McCallum, and I am here with your hero, my hero, sweating it out there in Arizona, Mr. Jose Grijalva. Jose, what's up, man? My hero. That's uh, me. Of course you're my hero. Um, yeah, it's cool. You're no, my dollar general hero. You know, a yeah. buddy of mine was listening to the show and uh, was commenting on just how thrilled he was that you were throwing love the Dollar General way. Or is it Dollar Tree? See, Dollar Tree. Does he work at one? No. Oh. No. So he it just, was just a just random all, thing? Yeah, he's just equally obsessed with cheap things like you. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, you get the same quality as a, you know, a big chain, but I mean, for obviously not even half the price, like 90% off. It's great. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Save money where you can. Save money where you can. Um, an organization that is saving no money, all expenses paid, uh, throwing big cash at old NBA players is uh, Ice Cube's Big Three League, and they were in Dallas uh, last week. So Sunday, uh, I went. I went up to Dallas. I was trying to get the media credentials. That didn't happen. I was going there to interview AI, and uh, he didn't even show up. How about that? What do you think of Allen Iverson just being a no-show? He's the biggest draw for the big three, and he didn't even show up. He didn't even play in Philadelphia, but he didn't show, didn't tell uh, Ice Cube or whomever the leadership of the big three is, didn't even tell him that he wasn't going to be there. Well, isn't he a coach too? I mean, I haven't yeah. kept up with that, but I thought it said like he was a player and a coach. So, I mean, imagine if your coach doesn't show up. What do you do? The fact that they're launching an investigation, which makes it sound so professional, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like a big deal. It's, I mean, it's one of those things like, wow, you know, they're taking it really seriously. So yeah. uh, I hope he's okay. I, I haven't heard anything from him or about him ever since then. So I first thing, I hope he's okay. Uh, but if he had, a, you know, if he just ditched the, the showing up, uh, you know, Ice Cube's going to come and get you. Oh, no, it's a real crappy thing if he just decided not to show. And that's where my heart is, right, is I think he just is bailing on it, like not interested. Probably got injured early on, and they chalked it up to, you know, because he's missed some time. And he hadn't really been playing. I mean, his first game was like his best game, and he, he made like two buckets, right? And so he's this huge draw because um, that crowd, man, I'm telling you, there were there was so much Allen Iverson love in Dallas. It was crazy. And first off, it sold out the American Airlines Center. So it's a big deal. You know, the big three people are coming out in droves for that. And tickets, like, I was in uh, I was in row N, kind of, um, I was right at, the, like, the half-court line because they, they have a specialized half-court. My ticket was 100 bucks, so I figured, you know, that entire band of people paying $100 a ticket, I think the cheapest tickets were 25 bucks, way up at top. So, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money, dude. And they're, they're put out uh, seats on the floor um, because you're only dealing with half of the court. You know, and so they had seats all the way out there surrounding the thing. So I mean, it's big money that they're that they're paying, and uh, they're paying those play. I mean, the players are getting cash. It's a big deal to have your star, you know, the 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 face of your league, not even show up. Yeah, I I agree with that. Maybe he saw your tweets that you wanted to go or that you were going, and he just <laughs> thought like, ah, 
Never mind. Yeah, I don't want to be interviewed by this guy. You know, that's that's uh, that's probably true. There's probably something there. But I got to tell you, I, I had an awesome time. I cannot wait. As soon as I left, I thought, I cannot wait for next year. Uh, and hopefully they have it in Houston or something. I just hate going to Dallas. Um, but hopefully they have it in Houston. Um, maybe San Antonio, but at, that's hard to believe that they would have it in in, uh, in San Antonio. Although they've been selling it out everywhere they've gone. They have some random stops, like Tulsa is a stop. Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, is a stop on their on their tour. Uh, but man, had an awesome time. It's like five hours of basketball. Um, there's eight teams, four games, uh, and and they just they're playing that schedule as they as they roll through uh, eight cities and then end in Vegas for uh, for a championship game there late August. Um, man, it was great. Brian Scalabrini still sucks, uh, just like uh, he did in the NBA. But they said that that dude was in the finals four times. Do you remember that he was in the finals four times, Brian Scalabrini? Uh, that well, seems incredible. I mean, sure, on well, the Celtics, I think, right? Like one time. Well, he how many championships has he won? He hasn't won that many, right? I, I think or he one, didn't win any. I think maybe with the Celtics, the one. Uh, let's look it up. Like right on the though. bench, you know. Oh well, obviously, yeah. you know. I mean, he was Matt Bonner. The star of that team. Matt Bonner got more playing time and more. Uh, you know, he he did more than him. So See, why do you link those two players? They don't even play the same position. But what what, what in your head? What what about those two guys? You, would you just look at them and you say, "I'm going to equate them." I don't know. Uh, shooting style. I'm to trap uh, well, <laughs> on Wikipedia, it says from 01 to 05, he was on the net. So the Nets made it, what, two times to the finals? Once against the Lakers, once against the Spurs, or yeah. three times? Or was it three? Uh, two two times? They, didn't they make it three back to back to back, right? With Jason Kidd? Yeah. Didn't they go yeah. back to back to back? I think they did go three times. And Richard Jefferson. Yeah, right. Give some love. So he was there with the Nets and then with Boston. Yeah, you get or probably. Wow, know. so great career, um, but he sucks, and so he he barely played in his first game. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, dude. Who? Who? He's, up, he's from your way. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Remember that guy? Like way back in the day, it it might have been the. I mean, the guy's like fifty years old now. Um, where he would sit out the national anthem and basically got blackballed out of the league. Similar to Colin Kaepernick. You oh, don't remember this no. guy? No. I, I, I tend to forget forget non-Patriots. Well, he is um, – he, like, led the NBA still. I think he still has the record for free throw shooting percentage, which I don't know what that gets you uh, out of the league, of course. But, man, he is incredible. And he's only 6'1", so he's the smallest guy out there. Um, but, man, he was just doing – he was lights out. I'll tell you, Steven Jackson and Chauncey Billups are on the same team in this. They're playing for the Killer Threes. They are incredible. Like, Steven Jackson still has it. Uh, Reggie Evans is on that team. Which, Reggie Evans, by the way, has Mike Tyson voice. Because I heard him scream out that somebody, you know, somebody was holding me. And he goes, somebody's holding me the whole time. Did, did you see the post game, or not, not the post game, but the uh, altercation with uh, Jackson and Oak? Uh, No. Uh-uh. Oh, you gotta you gotta look at it. When you was that during the online. game? Yeah, I was they took I was him right out. there behind those guys, and I didn't they, see they, that at all. No, they they took uh, Oak took Jackson out because he kept arguing with the refs, and Jackson oh, kept sure going happened, on yeah. at Oakley. Oh, you know, really? and then I mean, it was like f bombs and all these different things, and he was telling him, you know, if you don't put me back in, we're gonna lose, and he's and then he said, um, 
he's gonna check himself in and then oak said you know <laughs> you gotta go you gotta go through me and then he said well yeah i'll go you know i mean it was this this i mean i you know at the post game though then jackson said you know he's like my big brother you know that's how so maybe they talk like that but man it was intense well i love it everybody was getting after everybody the the crap talking that was going on i can't remember who it was I, it was mike bibby and somebody oh it was james white former spur james white um they were going at it. Like, I thought somebody was going to get punched in the head. Uh, it was incredible, the amount of trash talk that was going on there. Punched in the head? Punched right in the top of the head. Maybe the back uh, who, of the head. How, where, uh, what kind of Austin you know, self-defense class do you go to over there? <laughs> I, I, I sneak up on people. Just punch people in the back of the head. The best you know self-defense pro- is a good offense. You know where I learned how to protect myself? You watch King of the Hill? I do. I did. I went uh, with Bobby, you know, that's my purse. I don't know you. Boom, right in the jewels. That's it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so that's a great callback. I don't think any of the listeners here were even alive when King of the Hill was on. It's not still oh. on, is it? I mean, reruns uh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Big Three was amazing, uh, and it's selling out everywhere. So I think it's it, it fills that niche, like right after Summer League. Um uh, you know, I'll throw my money down again next year. I think everybody else should too. Why? Do, how many Spurs games do you go to? If you have money to throw out and watch these over the hill or has beens, except the great James White, of course. The only reason I have love for him is I was one time I played NBA 2K and they could not stop the dude from dunking. So I forever love him for that. But I mean, how many Spurs games do you go to? I'd probably go to three or four a year. I go to all of the Austin Spurs games, which we'll talk about next. But Season um, ticket holder. Season ticket Do they holder. give you anything for that? Yeah, I got this, um, you know, the, the 2014 Spurs championship ring. They gave us all a replica of that. And uh, when I was there, I saw other guys that were also, I guess, season ticket holders that were wearing the replica ring. That's kind of cheesy. That's awesome. They're just what do you do with your ring? wearing the replica ring. What do you do with your ring? It's just upstairs. It's in a box with all my other jewelry. Boo. Come on. <laughs> Where to work? Humble Where while you're wearing selling encyclopedias well, over there I mean. in like Saudi Arabia. Are, those guys are wearing the ring while they're just going about like if what if you're a math teacher or something, you're gonna show up and wear your, your Spurs championship replica? First off, it's Heck not even yeah. sized correctly. Is it huge? It's huge. I mean it weighs about a pound. I got a <laughs> it's uh, heavy when, when the the Spurs, I well, back in the day, I mean, I, I obviously don't do it now, but they would give out stuff, you know, like a contest or something mm-hmm. a, a few years ago. And I won an 05 replica ring. And, I mean, that sucker was huge. I would I would wear it, but I don't have anything that matches with it. I mean, it doesn't look good with my gym clothes. <laughs> I got it. I'm just walking around with bling. <laughs> just rocking the replica ring. I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, it, it's something to behold. But, uh, yeah, so they gave that that stuff out and um... – just uh, like T-shirts and things, you know. So you, you get a few things um, as a season ticket holder. But it's so inexpensive to go there for, like, for the value. Because I, I go to a lot of D-League games just as I'm – if I'm cycling around the country or whatever and I'm in a city that has one of the D-League teams, I'll go to it. And like on vacation, if I happen to be um, somewhere where there's a D-League, I'll, I'll go to a game. Like I went to um, – I was in Portland, Maine. And the main Red Claws is the D, is the G League team uh, for the Boston Celtics, and I saw them play uh, Jerry Stackhouse and the Raptors uh, affiliate, which is the ni- Toronto Nine Hundred Five, I think. And uh, Jerry Stackhouse first. I got a, a report that he's just a jerk. 
even though he was like at the D League Coach of the Year, I heard that like his team hates him. And this is all coming from one of the main guys uh, that was telling me that, uh, the, yeah, the, his own team hates him. He didn't even ride on the team bus or any of, any of that stuff. Doesn't travel with the team, travels by himself. Uh, but, man, he was looking like he could go play. Man, that dude should be in the, uh, in the big three next year. Watch out. How ungrateful. How ungrateful. You win a championship because of your great coach. I mean, I like my kids, I force them to love me. You have to respect me. You, 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 I mean, you throw it all out, out there on the court for me. You know, uh, it's a small town, so we don't ride on the bus, but you dang right. I wouldn't ride with them. You know, you I mean, it's, uh, he's my, he's my inspiration now. I'm going to strive to be Jerry Stackhouse over Greg Popovich. There you go. <laughs> I mean, they're both How, champions, right? Yeah. But at the G and League, they're both, you know, uh, oh, go. Cool. I was going to say they're both jerks, but uh, <laughs> I think Pop is lovable. I think, just yeah. I think, I, I think Stackhouse, like how you described him, he's just like, that's him. Yeah. I think Pop tries to put a, a persona out there. I do too. Uh, but it's stick yeah. with Pop. It's stick. I mean, it's like what? he and, and you know when he's. I, I think he's probably um, a really likable person outside of you know of games outside of practice, and you could tell that from just interviews um, and the way that other team uh, other players around the league you know want to go play for Popovich. I think part of it is the the pedigree, and obviously he gets it. And he's a great coach, but I, I think he's really nice dude on the side and you just see that reflected in um media coverage when he's not uh in game you know uh i think he has a real good way of, of segmenting off his personality that way but what i was saying was the austin spurs the uh the value that you get it's inexpensive to go and get season tickets uh i'm mean, a few hundred dollars uh, a year um which you know compared to other pro basketball stuff even the minor league that's crazy and and uh crazy inexpensive and the arena is the is in cedar park texas um just north of austin so it's not too far away and it's it's super nice i've been to some of these other g league games and it's just a dump uh like the the one in maine was like in a high school gym here it we was go bad uh, here we go throwing so, other teams under the bus what do you want from the austin spurs that you're putting them over I, I, want, I bet you. I bet you want another replica ring, I right? I want or two you want replica jewelry. rings for one hand. Uh, you probably want one of those Spurs haircuts for free. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't know that Cedar is Cedar Park close to you. Then it's very close. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I don't know, twenty miles or something. I don't know. I mean, however far it is to from Austin to Cedar Park. Oh, because I mean, you know, if there's youth league tournaments and we raise enough money, maybe we stop at Cedar Park. I was seeing that they had some at Cedar Park. Oh, they maybe do. We they can... definitely do. They have that kind of stuff there. It's super oh, that nice. Kind of I stuff. mean, it might sit like, I don't know, 8,000 people or something. I, it's, I mean, it's a really nice place. They play hockey there, too. Oh. So, oh. hey, y'all over there at the HEB Center, why don't you throw some hockey tickets my way? It, oh, your way. No, you throw Ryan whatever you can throw me. Okay, so if it's <laughs> H-E-B, it's hot sauces, whatever yeah. you want to give me. Give me some of that Some barbacoa sauce. overnight, overnight it. <laughs> I think you could just leave that without the overnight status and just ship it ground. It'll still be fine. Ugh. Imagine. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, those, so the Austin Spurs, uh, they let Ken McDonald, who's their coach, long, I mean, long-time coach, several years, um, maybe three or four years, and that's a long time when you're talking the G League. Um, he's gone. Contract expired, and they just didn't renew it. Uh, and they got, a, they got a new guy who's a former San Antonio Spur, doesn't have a lot of – I mean, has basically no, um, no coaching experience. This dude's name's Blake Ahern, and I don't know anything about him. 
but he's he's coming from high school. Like, so he used to be he, from the high school ranks. So he played uh, pro for eight seasons, um, three you know three t- <laughs> a three game stint during uh, with San Antonio during uh, 2008 and 2009. Uh, only 22 NBA games between San Antonio, Miami, and Utah. Uh, he's in the G League a, uh, a bunch, uh, all first team or all all G League first team, whatever. From two, in 2009 and 2012, and then a bunch of stuff um, overseas. And he played with Santa Cruz, which is the Golden State affiliate in the G League, and won a title, the G League title, in 2015. Um, this guy, he went to Missouri State, um, and that's kind of all it is to say. I mean, he he played in, in or he coached high school. He went back to uh, his his um, alma mater in St. Louis, and he was really bad. Uh, and so, I mean, like really bad, like seven and 17 or something, you know, and not good. And somehow he gets this gig. So I, I don't know what you feel. I mean, John Diaz and I were, were kind of talking back and forth on Twitter, uh, follow Spurs. What is it? Spurs in the sixth Spurs on sixth, something like that. Can't even get the I handle right. My is. goodness. What is it? The project Spurs, uh, D league thing. What is it? Spurs on six, the right? D-League thing. I'm surprised you didn't call him that one dude. That one dude. Yeah, John Diaz. Mr. Spurs Diaz. on Spurs Yeah, Spurs six. on six. Add Spurs on six on Twitter. Yeah. He uh, Gosh. <laughs> this is a professional uh podcast here with, with two professional hosts. Um he and I were going back and forth uh, on, on Twitter because you know this guy Ken McDonald had some some skins on the wall and, and th- but they weren't really doing anything. They weren't really going anywhere. They just were kind of blah. They missed the playoffs last year. Um, you know, the, and they're a former champion of the what is now the G League. Um, so I think you should expect more, but the, the San Antonio Spurs use the G league probably as, as well or better than any other NBA franchise. They have so many players that bounce back and forth between those two. Um, the all time great Ray McCallum spent time in, uh, in, in Austin. Um, of course there's other guys like, uh, somebody named Danny Green was there. Um, some guy named Kyle Anderson stayed down there. Bertans was down there. So, You've got the you've got a lot of, of people that that San Antonio Spurs fans will know that have spent a lot of time in the G League and they're in the G League because they're trying to learn the Spurs system, right? Because they use the same offensive defensive schemes at the at the G League level that Popovich is going to use in the pro ranks, and they bounce players back and forth. So they put in this new coach, who is not good uh, by a record has very little NBA experience, which doesn't necessarily mean that you can't coach. I mean, that's certainly not a prerequisite. To be successful at the NBA level doesn't mean that you're going to be a good coach. Um, but Blake Ahern is just sort of some dude, right? So what are your thoughts about, I mean, is this mismanagement at the G League level or, or we wait and see? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to say this as nice as possible, but – the, the one thing we first have to understand is when somebody gets, especially in basketball or in a sport, it's who you know, okay? So uh, I, I, I've never seen him coach, but, I mean, he has to end. I mean, despite the record, he might have a good team that, again, just underachieved or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, I, you know, it's obviously, you know, he got an opportunity there. It's who you know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe it's a misstep. Maybe it's a huge step forward. But uh, I think we just need to give the guy a chance. I know you have him on your list. You know, you're just waiting to, you know, critique 
his coaching style and his record, you're gonna go to those Austin Spurs games and demand your mo- you know your money's worth, right? Uh, because you know you're you're there every game, right? So, um, yeah, I, I just think you need to give the guy a chance because I, I it's it's a different monster the the um, the uh, the G League I was gonna call it the D League the Gatorade League, right? Uh, and especially you know especially with kids because sometimes kids are very hard to coach, they're very hard to coach. So uh, maybe in the G League level, he's uh, he's more po- you know his his coaching technique helps him be more polished, especially with that team. So, but well, we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm sure you'll bring him up every for the whole you know season, right? I think as long as they have Orlando Johnson on the on the roster, which is a travesty that he's still there, he should be a pro. Um, that they'll do fine because that dude's been around for a long time. Uh, you know, we've written articles on that guy. A great story, Orlando Johnson of the. Uh, of the G League Austin Spurs, I think there's some normalcy that'll be there, and the Spurs have some some really solid players. We'll just we'll see what happens. I guess you just give them a chance because there's no other option, right, <laughs> than to just give them a shot. You just so. buried him. You're giving him no shot. I'm giving him a shot. I'm Ooh, a person of opportunity. Or Orlando Johnson. What are you talking about? Oh, the coach. Oh, I don't know who Orlando Johnson is. Oh, you're making a mistake. Research that guy. Look him up. I mean, I'm talking a very inspirational. Uh, a very inspirational story. I mean, he had some serious tr- tragedy in, in that guy's life. And here he is a professional basketball player um, and a star in the Philippines, by the way. So he, oh, all we're... of our Filipino fans are probably due to Orlando Johnson. Yeah, and he's probably a friend of the show. Oh, he's, a, should... ser- he's a serious friend of the show. I guarantee you, it. Yeah, you need to ask John Diaz to get him on the show. Oh, uh, I would. that would be a dream come true. It would to be talk to John Diaz true. again? Oh, to, you had to talk to that guy on uh, on that one uh, affiliate of Project Spurs that we couldn't remember. Spurs on six. Uh, so in other news, um, there's a new assistant GM for the Sacramento Kings. That uh, again, Sacramento Kings with the best logo in all of the NBA uh, this year. Brandon Williams uh, won a championship with the Spurs in 1999. He's their new assistant GM. I don't know if he's getting he, – I mean, certainly he's new, so he's not getting any credit for what the Kings has, have already pulled off uh, this offseason. But the Kings are going to be good. They're going to be real good. Uh, what do you think about – I know this isn't the Sacramento Kings podcast and radio show, but there's a little bit of Spurs tie-in here. So what do you think about what Sacramento has done, uh, and, and you, do you think that they're done uh, as far as offseason acquisitions? Because there's a lot – we're going to talk a little bit about – of currently available free agents. And there's still a ton of big names out there. I'm looking at the roster and I'm trying to see where they're going to be really good from. Uh, they got a, what a 50 year old Vince Carter at 7 million. <laughs> they got a really, a, no disrespect to him when I say this, but a washed up Zebo. He's not going to be the same guy. Well, the bar was he really low, right? He had a, yeah, he had a lot of protection in Memphis, AK uh, Marcus all, who was very good on both ends, ends of the floor. His former Spur, uh, Garrett Temple, I guess, you know, he's decent. Costa, Costa Kufis, mm-hmm. um, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Very, very odd. Costa Kufis, the hairline on this guy is very unsettling. Uh, you, you know who I'm, I have high hopes for? Bogdan Bogdanovich, because his first name is part of his last name, and yeah. you know that there's only good that can come up with that. Willie Cauley-Stein, yeah. I love saying his name. Right. Uh, other times. than that, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. I, did I butcher his name? No. I, I think it's De'Aaron. Uh, De, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess he's going to be I'm not sure about the I pronunciation of his last name. I got the first name down for sure. I'm not sure about the last name. Folks. Uh, 
Uh, I just don't. Uh, not this year. I, I think they need more free agents. Those two guys that they signed in the offseason are not really going to get it done. Uh, I think they're just going to be ticket sellers. You know, Vince Carter, probably his last season, his farewell tour, that's going to sell tickets. But other than that, they just need to change their really the environment. Uh, you know, there was a lot of drama last season. Free agents do not really want to go there. So they need to rebuild themselves, rebuild their image. Uh, I, I don't see them being very good. Like how you said, they're going to have a very low bar. They might exceed it. I don't know what that is. I'll say, you know, I, I know we got a preseason joke coming up, but I'll say like, you know, maybe 15, 20 wins at best. What? On the year? No, in a month. Of course on I mean, the year. Man, you could just fall asleep and get 15 wins. Who are they going to beat? 15 they, other they won't teams. Be my I mean, what do you sons? mean? Like, who are they going to beat? You want me to list off the team in order already? They're not going to beat. Then they got the great George Hill. Okay. Yeah, you can get 15, to mention George Hill. Right. You can get 15 wins just sweeping maybe, from the East. Maybe George Hill will, will carry them to wins. I just don't yeah. see it. They have oh. James. You know how many former Spurs they got? James Anderson, George Hill, that coach, right? Or the GM. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it, right? Yeah. I mean, they got the, yeah, I don't know, 15, 20 wins. Uh, okay. Here's you hate how, me right now. How's this for a segue? The new Nike jerseys are out. Did you know that, uh, you know, like the Adidas is out, Nike is in, as far as the, the jerseys and the apparel and stuff for the NBA. Do you know Adidas just walked away from that contract? You remember the story a couple of years ago where it was up for renewal and Adidas just said, you know, no mas, I'm, we don't want this anymore. Why would you not want the NBA contract? Uh, I don't know, but I'm thankful for it. I wish it was Under Armour. That's all I wear. I love the quality of their clothing. I'm not too much of a Nike guy, but I do prefer Nike over Adidas. Uh, I'm just grateful that they walked away. It's a miracle. So I, I'm just happy they did. The new Nike jerseys are out. There's um, a few of them out there on NBA.com. They look exactly the same as the jerseys today. Uh, I, I do like the way that Detroit, uh, w- you know, they did a little bit of throwback. The way that it looks, uh, I think that's a really solid approach. Who else? I like Indiana's jerseys. The Spurs jerseys aren't out there yet. Um, what's weird about this is that Carolina are actually Jumpman jerseys. Isn't that strange? Like, you can – I get it that, you know, that you can have um, – you know, because Michael Jordan is there and the owner – but the fact that one team is Jumpman and the rest, because it's its own brand, right, as a subset of Nike, but everyone else is Nike. Yeah, is that because an unfair I, advantage? Uh, I like their jerseys. Uh, other than that, I, I, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, it's his brand. Maybe this, you know, pushes uh, me like Peter Holt to make the Peter Holt, you know, uh, Nike series. Right. You know, and, and have, you know, maybe Kawhi as the jump man. You know, I mean, maybe it'll, you know, get some capitalism going and, uh, you know, stir the juices in the NBA, if you will. Well, there is a team that, oh, it's Denver, that is going to put logos on their jerseys this year. Like businesses. Ads. Yeah, ads. What do you think of that? I like it. You, you uh, would I put what ads this- on their stuff? Yeah, I mean, why not? So the first I, they need- sponsored by Taco Cabana, you're into that? Absolutely, and they should have the Fiesta jerseys. I'm still for that. They need to make them pink with some outline, you know, with the uh, blue outline and then whatever kind of lettering. I think that would be awesome. Uh, I have no problem with that, especially with how much money they're getting. 
they if they do that, then there's no excuse. Knowing the NBA and knowing a business, they they're just going to use that as an, as an excuse of we have more money now, we can pay the players more money. But in reality, with the, with that ad money, they should lower the tickets, especially since the cap's lowering. You know, they're losing money. Lower the tickets so more fans can go. Not you know thirty dollars. Not, not I mean that's cheap, but not like fifty dollar nosebleed tickets to go see the Warriors and stuff. No, uh, I'm I'm all for that if it lowers ticket prices. I'm more about revenue, you know. Well, speaking Capitalism, of that, did you see economy. The, the Warriors are doing seat licenses now, in their new for their new arena? No. So you know how that works. You get a you get you pay for a seat license, which gives you the opportunity to buy season tickets, and then that seat's yours. Like, uh, uh, so you have the license to sublet it out or or whatever. It's like you're renting it. Um, they do this at, at Cowboys games, and I think that at Dallas Cowboys games, and I think they do that throughout the NFL now. But they were doing like seat licenses for like twenty five hundred bucks, because my buddy had some for Cowboys, and uh, so you get the twenty five hundred bucks to get the seat. Uh, it was just an annual responsibility, and then you buy season tickets on top of that. So they become so popular they can start doing seat licenses. So watch that to happen. I mean, I, I bet you that's going to sweep through the league, uh, through the NBA, like crazy. Because why would you not do that? I mean, the NBA is, is crazy popular already, um, and it's getting more so. So seat licenses are, are the future here. So it's basically a sports timeshare. That's that, You know what? Great way to think about it. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that, that's not a bad idea. So you're basically you're owning the seat, but then you have to buy the tickets on top. But then if somebody else wants to buy those tickets, they can just pay you for it. They Is pay, that how? Yeah, they pay you for it. Right. But it's so, so I mean, that's really no different than the way that if you just had season tickets today, you could just start, you know, put it out there on on uh, I don't know, Craigslist or whatever, Facebook, StubHub, something like that. And Craig, resell. Yeah, and resell that's your, the first one you think about, huh? <laughs> I buy a lot of stuff on Craigslist. Uh, you could get, you know, that's how you could resell your tickets, but you can't even get those tickets unless you own the seat. So you get to rent the seat for the year for, and I'm making up the total for Golden State. For the Cowboys, like it, it varies, right? So if you're up high, it was like $2,500 for the seat. So uh, like say that San Antonio did that. San Antonio Spurs fans would then rent the seat for the year and let's call it $2,000 that gives them the right to buy season tickets. They buy season tickets. Now they can resell them. So basically, San Antonio just gets an extra $2,000 for nothing. And, I mean, you don't even have to buy season tickets, right? Uh, if you don't buy season tickets, you give up the seat. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it's great you know, for the team. You know, great for the organization. But for, for fans, I mean, that's expensive, right? I mean, even though they it will still sell i mean they'll still cap out but for fans it's like the corporate fan can do it the regular dude they can't do that i mean th two grand plus the season tickets i mean how much are season tickets now Couple that's thousand. uh th that's why we need to get the economy going we need to make america great again so the regular <laughs> joe can afford to do that we won't even start that because hashtag m-a-g-a Jeez. Uh, okay, so people who are currently looking to improve their own economies are these free agents. Now, there's a lot of big names that are still out there. I I figured some of these guys would have already signed, and there's a lot of dudes out, you know, available. But there's some big names that I think we should go through, and we're not going to say where they should go or anything like that. But I just want to highlight the fact that 
that so like this late in free agency, these guys are all still available. Uh, guys like Tony Allen, I know he's a hundred years old, uh, but he's still a good defender. Um, I, their, their teams need wing defense now, maybe more than ever. Tony Allen's good for that. Your boy Leandro Barbosa is still available. Um, Matt Barnes is still available. Good shooter, kind of similar to Tony Allen. Andrew Bog, I want to sit on this guy. Andrew Bogut's available, right? So he, the oft injured Andrew Bogut, but he was a you know a, a part of a championship team. I think he was the number one overall pick like a decade ago, right? But does Andrew Bogut? I mean, has this new NBA just passed guys like that by? No, yeah, not necessarily I mean, mobile centers, you know. Like Perkins wanted to come back. Maybe for that uh, the three on three league, so you can go interview him. But you, you gotta. I think they're go- everybody's going after that Golden State model to, that you have to be quick, not only quick footed but fast, and you have to be able to to you know do all everything that the big man can do. Really, it's I, I call it the Draymond Green effect. They want guys who can neutralize Draymond not only on the offensive end but on the defensive end too uh you know he bullies guys around LaMarcus Aldridge so you know sometimes you have to go small against them but then you need a uh you need to protect the uh the, the rim also I think that's why that Rudy Gay signing was is so uh important because again he plays the four maybe you could go small and, and sort of counter that but again big guys like Andrew Bogut you know, he was a luxury back then. Now he's a liability, especially with his health. So, you know, these big men who were big, who, you know, used to somewhat uh, change the tone of the game. Now they're liability. So I, that's why I think the big man pull has, you know, suffered because of the warrior effect. So I'm, I'm not really surprised that he's uh that he's a, uh, a free agent. Same with Roy Hibbert, right? Who's also available. I, the thing about Roy Hibbert, and I've echoed this for ages, he's not that good. You know, when I see him run, when I see him run, it hurts my feet. I think he's flat-footed, can't really do anything. He would not be effective in the old NBA where it was, you know, that bully ball. This guy is just, he's not made out for professional basketball. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm really not surprised that he's a, that he's a free agent. Uh, Bobby Brown is available. Um, I don't he, know who that is. Uh, he played for Houston. Um, he plays in the, in the Drew League too, still. But the weird thing about Bobby Brown is, like, he's 30. 34 something like that i mean i remember he's in his 30s but he's only been in the league for three years uh that's the whole story i remember bobby jackson from the king's ages ago <laughs> if that matters uh well since it's not the same guy let's just say it doesn't matter ian clark from golden state is still available i thought they uh oh i thought they resigned him no he's got mm. nothing he's got nothing next to his name on the tracker uh it's weird that's that where you would... get your stuff from well, yeah, I mean, the current, you know, status. But, yeah, he has nothing on his next to his name. It's just strange that, I mean, because he played, I'm not saying, like, super meaningful minutes, and it's like he's not the reason why they wanted anything. But, you know, he did, he put in time on their team. It'd be strange if he didn't resign. But, you know, he, he'd be an interesting free agent for somebody to pick up. I and mean, he's a guy who's definitely on the uptick of his career, um, wherever that goes, right? Uh, your boy, my boy, everyone's boy, Boris Diaw is available. Do you think that guy makes a homecoming? Well, they don't have any roster space. They'd have to wave somebody, right? Well, there's there's I, one guy I, I think you could wave. Uh, First name starts with a K. Last name starts with an A. Uh, oh, 
He's a nice guy. You, you need to stop picking on him. He's a very nice guy. I've interviewed him. I'm, I'm sure he's a friend of the show uh, when you're not on anyways, which is uh, – you're the host, right? Um, I mean <laughs> so there's David the Lee too. I'm your backup dancer. There, there's charge. David Lee too. So yeah. uh, I, I'm Boris Diaw, I would love Boris Diaw. I think he, he would have to be strictly a center now, especially how the league's going. He would need to lose weight. I think he can still – you know, when it counts, sort of have that Robert Ori mode, and I know that's going to sour some people right now, but that's Robert Ori mode where he can bring it in the playoffs. Uh, I would love him to be on the team. Uh, I mean, that's how the NBA NBA is being built, so why not? Yeah. I, I, I would pick him over David Lee just because of that, because he's a good defender. Uh, I, I think he brings what David Lee brings, plus he's more polished. Chris Humphreys? Still available? Why? Why? Well, That's why I, he's still available. You know what the NBA needs now not that you're bad. bringing up? He's not a bad player. Well, he's not a good player. Well, I mean, he's good enough to be on somebody's roster. I mean, you're telling me Apparently, that he's, he couldn't be on somebody's 15-man roster. Well, he's not on well, somebody's Well, obviously, that's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what the NBA needs, though. I think they need a – you know, especially with how it's going with contracts and guys, you know, getting low-balled. I think they are, they need another team. I, I think they, you know, Seattle, they were talking about expansion. Right. They need the Sonics back. That way you have an extra team to have all these guys come in and, you know, get contracts. I think it would level the playing field but after you can't that. You by one. You got to expand by two. I mean, you I should think. expand by two. I guess you don't have to. But and I, I did this little exercise. Like, Seattle obviously would be the team, would be the place where you need a team. Like, it's ridiculous that there's not a team in Seattle. It is ridiculous that Oklahoma City has a team. Um, oh gosh. Well, I'm not going scorched earth, but I mean, it's Oklahoma City. Why would they have? Why would Seattle not have a team and they would have a team? That's insane. I'm glad they have it. Fine. I mean, they, then they love that team and they're embraced and all that kind of stuff, and and good for them. But just demographics. I mean, the the num the population. It's so many people in Seattle. Why would you not do it? So they need a team. But then think around the country. Where would the other team be? Like, what's the other sort of metroplex area? where you could have a team. I mean, you're starting to get into like, you know, uh, I don't even know, someplace in Alabama, right? There's, there's nowhere else that, that needs a team. I mean, Vegas, but they, people kind of, sh they shy away from that a bit. You know, and you'd want oh. it to be an uh, Eastern Conference team. So think around the East. What other city would you put a team in? Uh, well, just, um, uh, well, I was going to say you could just easily just, put Seattle on the East and nobody Th that's why, you know, just uh, forget the whole geographic thing. If you're going to make two, don't even make two conferences. The whole two conference thing is so overplayed because the East is so weak. Just make, you know, the, the best uh, what 16 teams. Uh, and then, uh, you know, have one in Vegas. Why not? I mean, the Ra the, the Raiders are going to be there. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it, it would just be common sense for the NBA to take a professional team there. I mean, I know people shy away because of the gambling and the mm -hmm. sex around there, and not that I partake in any of that when I go to summer league or vacation. But you know, I mean, it's it's a it's an attraction place. <laughs> you know, no, you didn't have to say any of that. Like we could have just know had I the did. show without you saying that, but you. Chose That's to. why I'm innocent. I think you're covering because up. no, I'm innocent. That's why I said it. I have no problem. <laughs> I do eat a lot there. I love the buffets. The Bellagio buffet has oh, to be the, the best, best buffet. The best. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, the, the, the steak that they have there is top notch. There you go. Okay, uh, I don't know where we got to Chris Humphrey or to Vegas and the buffet from Chris Humphreys, but uh, Brandon Jennings is still available. 
Uh, Domo's available. Your boy, Luis Scola's available. Domo is the big man from the Rockets, right? Yeah, and he played somewhere else last year. Like, he got waived and went, I don't even remember where he went. But he's a, a center, a forward or a center. He's kind of Dirk-like, but just not as good. But, I mean, a tall, big guy, stretch the floor. I mean, see, he belongs somewhere. I don't know why he's not being picked up, you know, this early. There's just so many of these names like this that are that fall in that same category where you could see them on an NBA team. You don't really know why they're not on a roster um, for whatever reason. I, I guess they're, I don't know, just waiting it out. Or teams are oh, not I, interested. I don't think they're waiting them out. I think they want to be signed, but the teams are... Uh, I mean, it's they, they want to leave roster space open, and then LeBron's going to be a free agent next year. That's why they need one or two more teams, uh, n- not really two, or, you know, but uh, just eliminate the conferences, just make best of 16. And you're going to see those. I mean, when you have another team who can fill out 15 guys and then possibly have a, a G League team, I mean, I think it would even it out. There's just a little bit of teams, more players out there. Uh, and, um, yeah. There you go. Problem solved. The Jet is available. He was in Dallas at uh, uh, at the Big Three. So Jason Eugene Terry is available. Uh, you know, I thought Darren Williams was signed by the Cavs, um, but he's not. So that makes it interesting for Cleveland's backup point guard situation because, you, you know, Derrick Rose is there and you assume that Kyrie's gone. I can't see how he's not back with all the crap that's come. Or I can't see how he would be back with all the crap that's come from that. Uh, in in the past few days, but I thought Darren Williams was there and like the backup spot was solidified, but he's not. Uh, and I'm not surprised that he is a free agent because he played horribly on a championship contender. You would think that that would revitalize his career, but he was just horrible. Uh, th- there's just some guys that uh, need to hang him up. He's one of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I mean. And you got to remember, a lot of these teams have some sort of baggage. Like uh, these free agents, do they really want to sign, right. especially long term with a team like the Cavs, who you know Kyrie's going to be traded because of drama within the organization that they treat LeBron special, and LeBron might not be there after this season. I mean, there's a lot of factors that are playing. Uh, the teams that can sign that that don't have that baggage don't want them right now. The teams that probably do want them, like the Cavs, you know, they're just uh, they're just second guessing it, and I, I don't blame them because that's a lot. That that's a lot to that, that's a big factor to consider in a decision, especially if you're going to sign long term there. Yeah, uh, because if Kyrie's gone, LeBron's gone, you just have uh, a bloated roster with the average and below average players. Yeah, LeBron is going to go to Golden State. You watch. Okay, they're uh, not the first one to tell me that. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode of the Spurs Cast. Make sure to follow us at uh, on Twitter at the Spurs Cast. Catch up with Jose at JRG1023. Me, I'm at RyanMC underscore PS. Follow us or follow any of the Project Spurs folks at Project Spurs. Make sure to follow John Diaz. Follow Spurs on six uh, or don't, but you better. Jose, thank you. And to you listeners, you are welcome. trying to shut the recording off but I can't find the app oh don't tell me I wasn't recording the entire time don't do this to me (laughs) I honestly can't find the app anymore on my desktop that was recording the call this is going to be huge oh there it is